0: Okay, I mean as far as we're concerned, believers in Jesus Christ. How can you tell? Everybody looks the same. They have two hands, two feet, two eyes. Dave. The seal on them is a work from heaven above which is the mark of the Holy Spirit inscribed upon their being that is unmistakable and anyone who is a believer has that and the world knows it. And if they don't know it then I'd be examining my seal. Mark There's a price paid and ownership is theirs by virtue of the price paid. The transaction is complete. This mark does not go on until that transaction is complete. It's not negotiated. It's not something that's going to be negotiated later. It just simply means that he hasn't picked it up yet. But one day he's going to pick it up. When's that going to be? When the trump of God shall sound. Amen. And they that are crying be caught up and the dead in Christ shall rise and so uh, this is what we're looking for and uh, that's the redemption at that time then happens the second part of redemption which is the redemption of what the redemption of the soul is already complete if you're saved Tom of the body what does it tell about that Jerry 2nd Thessalonians. It does. Where the it in 2nd Thessalonians? Danny Brown. Somebody else. Kathy? Okay. What does Romans 8.23 say? Waiting for the redemption of our body. This is believers. Okay. And what else, Dave? No. Somebody over here. Tom? 15, doesn't it? Okay. We shall be changed in a moment, in an atom of time, in the twinkling of an eye. This corruptible shall put on incorruption. That's the redemption of the body. Someone else. I thought I saw another hand over there. Kathy. What does this say? Okay, And uh, someone else? Anybody else? Okay. Uh, Kathy? Okay. Sealed with a seal and therefore we know authenticity. Okay. Does, does everyone clearly understand those two facets of redemption? It's important that you understand that redemption is not something that's going to transpire someday if if, if if you are saved it has transpired it's not complete as far as the body part of it see and Peter says even our Lord has shown us that we must put off this tabernacle but we're going to take it again and that's the redemption of the body and then shall be brought to pass first corinthians 15. Uh, that saying that is said that death shall be swallowed up in victory. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Or in other words, the completion of this work is yet to come. That's the fulfillment of the kingdom, but the kingdom has already arrived now. Okay? Any question before we lay that to rest and go on with the day's study? Do you clearly understand that? It's important that you understand that this work has transpired as a transaction that's already happened. This is always, already talking about past tense as far as the sealing of the Holy Spirit, of the, of the redemption of the soul, etc., uh, etc. Et this is speaking past tense. The only time it speaks the future tense is the redemption of the body. Okay, Tom? The body's redeemed. When the work's completed, yes, when he's finished, that's his peculiar work. See this, this, this stamp marking is his. It's his work. It's not ours. See, we don't, we don't get this mind trip, and all of a sudden we, we uh, transcend and float off into some area, and then all of a sudden we arrive to some level or strata of uh, of mystic experience. Uh, see, the kingdom of God, the beautiful thing, and I'll, I'll uh, someday preach on that again. But uh, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And the essence of the kingdom, Colossians, is that the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelleth in the Lord. See, salvation is not us ascending up. It's God descending down. See, every spirit that has not, uh, that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. See, salvation is not some transcendence into some outer space, mystic mind trip. See, this seal is something that God comes down and He does on earth. It's visible to the earth. The marks are there. A person that's genuinely saved, the marks are there for the world to read. And if that has not happened to him, then he ought to seek diligently until it has happened. If no one knows you're a Christian, there's a reason why. That's because you probably are not. Because something happens inside. You get, you get, uh, you get to be. Uh, Uh, a loud mouth about what's happened to you. You don't cuss anymore. You don't lay with the chicks anymore. You don't blow the grass anymore. Amen. You don't use the needle anymore. There's a whole lifestyle that's changed. Your family knows it. Your friends know it. Your boss knows it. Suddenly you start earning your paycheck. Glory. Good doctrine, Brother Mitchell. Preach it. Amen. You're no longer a bum. You're honest in your transactions, Amen. You can be trusted around women and and uh, money and and uh, little kids and all kinds of things happen in your life, Amen. Amen. Danny Brown. Okay, let okay. Charles, going about the translation of the saints or the rapture. Praise the Lord. Okay, any more questions before we lay that to rest and move on? Uh, uh, Dave Veraclaw. Yes. Yep. That's when he picks up the possession. See, that's already... that. See, legally, the transaction's already made. On Calvary, the price is already paid. Nothing's yet to be settled. It's all been finished. It's a finished work. And when Jesus was raised from the dead, the resurrection is the seal... Of authenticity upon the work of Calvary. Anybody that preaches salvation, leaves him on the cross, You just all you're doing is, is you're just talking about religion. See, our salvation has to do with resurrection. It is the resurrection. Wherefore, God has raised him from the dead. He's given assurance to all men that this is a, an authentic work in that Jesus has been raised from the dead. No matter what he said, no matter what he, uh, he taught, no matter how beautiful his words are, how wonderful his ethics were, or how flowery his speeches were, it's all a waste of time unless he rose from the grave. <laughs> when he rose from the grave, that is the unarguable, authentic seal of authenticity that cannot be gainsaid. he rose from the dead. There's more evidence that Jesus rose from the dead than Columbus ever even existed or came to America, more evident. And if you're interested in it, just ask me. I can tie you on to a few books that'll let you know and I'll be preaching, the Lord willing, perhaps uh, before Easter on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And any preaching that does not involve the resurrection is simply you've, you've left half the story out. Read the book of Acts. Every sermon they preached about Jesus Christ, they said they were preaching not about His life. They were talking about His death and resurrection. Jesus rose from the dead. See, that historical fact sets in the middle of history and is the mind-blowing factor about Christianity that cannot be argued with. All of time is marked to that day. Time changed in that moment when the veil, my friend, of the temple was split and the ground shook and the third day Jesus rose from the dead. Brother, that is unarguable, historic facts. And the, uh, the, the, this, this is the peculiar message of Christianity is the resurrection of the dead. And they preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection of the dead. They pulled Paul before the council. They weren't mad at him because he was a, he was a Christian. They weren't mad at him because he had some strange doctrine. What they were upset about and how he split the council is he said, I'm called here for the hope of resurrection from the dead. Now, if Christ raised not, 1 Corinthians 15, then is our faith vain. Then you're yet dead in your sins, Paul says, 1 Corinthians 15. But if He rose from the dead, here's that historical fact that pow, hits the world right between the eyes and they have to lay that to rest and there's no one who has ever honestly investigated the resurrection of Jesus Christ with an honest mind who has not wound up converted. Passover plot, one of the greatest assaults on intelligence uh, in of modern days, without basis of one shred of historic evidence or data, a man can sit down and write a complete fabrication and the world buys it and makes films of it, with no fabrication and no data uh, whatsoever. And, and the companion film, The Many Faces of Christ, the same thing, both of these assault. The the resurrection from the dead. But these men, and I heard a a tape conversation on a television program, neither of these men have bothered to read the evidence. Neither of these men, making millions. Fifteen million dollars has been put into the faces of Christ. An assault on human intelligence. And neither of these men have ever read. I heard their own words of the resurrection. They've never investigated the historical evidence and the data of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay. Let's see. How did I get off on that? I got to preach it. Redemption. You clearly understand now the two phases of redemption. Praise the Lord. This is turning into a very interesting study. Okay, I want to take on a new one this morning, and this is this big word, regeneration.
1: <clears throat>
0: regeneration has to do with the new birth or being born again. The new birth became a very popular saying in, in American phraseology and perhaps around the world with the ascendancy of uh, Jimmy Carter to the presidential uh, office and the campaign and uh, and so we're talking about a term uh, the term most frequently used is the term born again but we're talking about regeneration and uh, now what's happening today is because of the popularity of this term because the tremendous impact made through the charismatic and the Jesus movement, uh, many uh, historical denominations are having to, uh, having to examine their theological perspective and their, and their projection. And so having to come to grips with this This word has gone out on the streets. It's in tracts. It's in literature. It's in Jesus' people in restaurants and in rodeos and parades. And everywhere they're preaching about being born again in high schools and junior high school. And so uh, theologians in denominations are having to come to grips with this word. And so what is happening today in in general terms is either those who are theologically oriented are redefining the word. See, they're redefining it uh, into uh, theological terms that fit their denominational perspective, you see. See, redefinition covers a multitude of sins. But you're not going to change the word, beloved, nor the use of it in the word of God. And so they're saying, well, uh, when this happens is when little babies are sprinkled at, uh, at birth, uh, or this is happening when, uh, when you uh, uh, sign the membership roll of our church, or this happens when you are confirmed, or this happens, and etc. cetera, and et cetera. No, it doesn't. That doesn't have anything to do with the word or the term. And uh, then there are others who aren't uh, Christian-oriented, and so uh, they're, uh, they're defining it in all kinds of occult uh, a uh, cult uh, connection somebody was testifying last night he was talking to somebody and uh, they said eight years ago they went to Phoenix and they went through this unmentionable pain and horrible horrors of uh, torture and, and all kinds of things and, and, uh, and insufferable uh, pain that couldn't even be mentioned and wouldn't be talked about and they came out of it born again well that did not have anything to do with what the Bible talking about being born again amen little girl I was talking to a little girl one time and uh, she was about nine or ten years old, and I said, "Honey, have you ever been born again?" She said, uh-huh. I said, "When did that happen to you?" She said, "I fell off a horse yesterday, and and, uh, and when I hit the ground, I was born again." I said, "That, that doesn't have anything to do with with what's uh, with what uh, the Bible's talking about." I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it may have hurt your head, but that isn't not being born again. You follow me? Okay. So we need to come to grips with these terms. What are we talking about, being born again? And if it doesn't agree with your theological perspective of the doctrine of your church, well, too bad. My suggestion is either you straighten out the doctrine of your church or change churches. That too heavy for you? That's too bad. I'm a heavy guy. And I'm not going to con you in. I prayed with people from all kinds of church organizations that are never born again because... They had uh, been sold a bill of goods about church amity. And we're talking about regeneration, being born again. And it is a critical, critical question because Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So we're talking about heaven and hell. We're talking about eternity of salvation or damnation. See, we're not talking about Uh, a difference of opinion about what kind of automobile to buy. We're not talking about your preference of hairstyles. We're not talking about... We're talking about eternity. And see, it is important that we understand what we're talking about. A lot of people say, well, you know, all roads lead to God. No, they don't. You know better than that. Just go out here and jump on a highway and start driving. You never know where you wind up at. They don't all lead to God. It's very apparent. And so we need to know what it means to be born again. Okay. Let's look at several scriptures, and we're going to go through these as time allows. John 3, 1 through 8. Somebody help me over here. Now, Sister Mayock. I want Titus 3, 5. Tom Thompson. Uh, over on this side, I want Second Corinthians 5.17, Brother Danny Brown. I want Ephesians 4.22, Brian Rims. I want Ephesians 2.10, somebody over on that side, uh, Steve Demoratsky. I want Galatians 6.15, uh, Rodney, uh, I know what his name is, Galatians 3.10, uh, the other Rims. Colossians three ten. Gary Rand, right? Yeah. Okay. Regeneration. What is it? Regeneration, in its primary understanding, is a recreating, a recreating of the inner being. A recreating of the inner being. You see, human nature is fallen. And in regeneration or recreation, there is the receiving of a new nature. The old illustration about the pig in the mud that I used Wednesday night. You can take a pig, bathe him, perfume him, put a bow tie on him, put him in a house. You have not done anything to change that pig's nature. The moment he is out the door, he'll hunt a mud puddle that stinks and get down in it and wallow because he loves that. That's his nature. And so you're not going to change a pig by cleaning him up. Neither... Are you going to change man by bringing him into church, putting a tie and a double-knit suit on him, getting him to sign a church roll, or sit in a song service? See, we're talking about the need for creation. <laughs> when you talk about creation, that's out of our hands entirely. You have left us behind. Sin and on will not do it. Amen? You're not going to do it with with uh, uh, the newer Society. You're not going to do it with psychological counseling. The shrinks cannot perform this. You're not going to do it by locking him behind prison bars, though this is a worthy enterprise at times. You're not going to do this by whipping, though that's certainly to be in line... Uh, during the formative years? See, we're talking about a problem of the inner being that has fallen by sin, has been polluted by spiritual force and power, and we're talking about the recreating of inner fallen human nature by the sovereign action of the Holy Spirit. Now, flashing back to what we just studied that's where the, st- the seal comes the stamp mark See, that's the visible evidence that's where the circumcision you remember way way back it becomes visible to all that around there's a new nature received this is a work of God it's a work of the Holy Spirit it cannot be counterfeited uh, to any degree whatever it cannot be duplicated uh, the genuineness cannot be gainsaid and it is visible for all to see and for all to understand. You can talk the rap, you can know all the words, you can talk about redemption, you can talk about salvation, you can talk about belief, you can talk about faith, you can talk about church, but that will not bring it to pass. You can use all the good words, but this is what's going to give you away. If that's happened to you, then there is a change That mankind can see. This means that suddenly a power has entered you that you're able to overcome the old nature, the habits pass away. If you still have the habits, it means that you do not have them comfortably. Not happy, you're fighting, you're thrashing. And you'll not be happy until you've overcome the habits of the flesh. A pig is perfectly comfortable in mud. A Christian can never be comfortable in sin. Wow, man, there's a preaching spirit in here this morning. (laughs) Glory. Let's see, where were we? Scriptures. John 3, 1 through 8. Alright, right, here is a whole theological course in eight verses of Scripture. Will someone uh, make note of me some of the prominent statements or theological facts that are spiritual truths that are revealed by that Scripture? Someone tell me. Just fire off, wherever you are. All right, David. You must be born again, and there's no escape your religion here's Nicodemus He's a leader of the Jews he's a part of the Sanhedrin and Jesus didn't bother uh, uh, hassling with him he knew what his problem was uh, Nicodemus said I'm puzzled here I know that no man he said I'm impressed by your ministry and so on and so forth and Jesus knew immediately what Nicodemus's problem was he was very religious he was far more religious than you are but he said Nicodemus your problem is you need to be born again See, if, you, if, you're, if you're direct with people, you turn them right off. They'll just shove you aside. You can't make that contact impact evangelism because they get turned off. See, you don't ever just hit them between the eyes and say, hey, you know what? You're not saved. Do you? Yes, you do. If a man's lost, he's lost. Doesn't mean you have to breathe the fires of hell on him every time you, you open your mouth, but it does mean that you bring him to a confrontation of his need. Okay, so he said, you need to be born again. Second, somebody else. Brother Tom. A birth, of the and not of the flesh. a birth of the spirit and not of the flesh. Nicodemus said, I don't understand this. You mean back into my mother's womb and be born again the second time? He said, no, that is the birth of the flesh. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. There is a natural birth. That birth is accompanied by water. But there's another birth that's accompanied or is, 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 uh, is brought to pass by the Spirit. But except a man is born of the water, which is the natural birth, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, if you were wondering about that Scripture, that's the interpretation of that Scripture. I pondered over for years. I could not under it in the con- in, in line of, light of the contact, and suddenly it dawned on me what, what He was talking about. is talking about the birth, the natural birth, the spiritual birth, and Scripture is always interpreted in contact. And so there's the, there, there's the hassle. When they come and say to you, Hey, you know what? You haven't been baptized in Jesus' name. I say, Well, so what? I've been born of the Spirit of God. Okay, so that's that's the David? Verse 8, there is a visible evidence. They can't understand it. They don't know where it comes from. It's like the wind blowing in the trees. They hear the sound of it. They see the wind, the branches blowing. But it's a mysterious element. It's just it's a moving mass of air. What they don't understand or didn't see, they didn't do it themselves. It came from an outside force. But they see the visible effects of it. And he says, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. You'll see the effects of it in their life. You don't know where it comes from or where it's taking them. But you do know that something is moving them. Okay, someone else. Bob Swope. Well,
1: I mean,
0: right. There's no. There's no. There's no time. Uh, there's no use of wasting your time, debating, arguing, reasoning over spiritual truth until a person is born again. You begin there, and when that has transpired, then you can talk about the kingdom of God and spiritual things. Very good. Someone else over here. When you are born again, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's a, an experience that happens now. And it happens in this present time. It is an experience, not a doctrine. Babies being born are experiences, not doctrines. See, this, this is a beautiful illustration. It cannot be confused. And oh, the wisdom of God. You can't twist that, pervert it, or twist it around until a baby is born uh, it's, it's not born, but when it's born, it's born. <laughs> Amen. There is no sudden, uh, dim, uh, uh, nether world of invisible uh, nothingness and neutrality, and then all of a sudden you don't really know when, it just suddenly dawns and you say, Well, you know what, I'm born again. Oh, no, 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 no. When babies are born, my friend, the whole world sets up and take notice. The family's in turmoil. Everybody's in anticipation. They say we're 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 it's gonna be a boy, it's gonna be a girl, we're waiting, we're waiting. But finally the day dawns, the doctor goes and from that moment on you've got life. And all the legal papers will say October 9th, 1929 at in my days they didn't record time Wayman Mitchell was born in Arkansas accompanied by Dr. Rowe without that I'm a (laughs) non-person isn't that beautiful is that too simple for you I tell you, theology is pretty simple, friend. When these theologians will keep their chops off of it and let people understand it the way it is. Okay, I saw hands go up everywhere. Back in here I saw one. Uh, Bill? Oh, yes. Yes. We can cooperate, we can obey, we can uh, respond, but that is a sovereign work of God. We're going to read a scripture that tells us that in just a little while. Okay. Someone else. Let's stick to the text we're in and not wander now. Mark? The moment that we exercise our option to believe in Jesus Christ, we are born again. Until we exercise our option to believe in Jesus Christ, that does not transpire. We can go into ever so many churches. Amen. Going into a chicken house don't make you a chicken. (laughs) Neither does going into a church make you a Christian. Must happen. Okay, I had another hand over here. Dave Bearclaw. This is true, same same thing just what we're saying. It's God, it's a work of God. More in the human race because of sin. It's not generation, that's what happened to Adam. Adam was generated, if we could use the term. But it is regeneration. It is not creation as such or closer. It is a recreation. Because a part of the creation is already functioning in fallen human man, human nature, see. But what needs to happen is a work of recreation, bringing that back to the original intent and purposes of God and fulfilling His purpose for man. Does that help you? Okay. Sister Bailey. Yeah, kind of a side thought. Good. Someone else. Brother. Definitely. See, this is not uh, simply something that's in the mystic realm. Remember, and uh, I, I'm more and more impressed uh, with what's happening uh, in the world today. The world is moving into a mystic realm where we're talking about something happening. Let's uh, let's close our eyes and let's kiss Jesus. You know? Well, that's guided fantasy, and you just all you're doing is trying to steal from. From, uh, from those who are operating in the, in the mental and psychological realm. Well, this is, uh, this is something that uh, uh, is uh, Christian astral projection. No, 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 no. See, the fullness of the Godhead uh, dwelt bodily in him. <laughs> See, what God's work is is not some mystic something up here. It's visible in creation. It can be seen there's just as much proof of the new birth as there is that a baby has been born into the world. It is an experience of birthing. Right? Is this what she said? Okay, Sister Kane. Never be any more of a Christian uh, 20 years from now than you are now. There's growth and development, yes. There's stature and maturity and, and facets and gifts and ministries. But a Christian is a Christian this moment. There's no period of probation where you're hoping to become a Christian someday. Where, see, a baby's not hoping to become a baby someday. The moment a baby is born, it is a baby. Right? Okay, beautiful insight. Someone else back here. Sister Entrell. Praise the Lord. Okay. Yes. Babies don't understand birth. They just experience it. Amen. Brother Don. <laughs> Personal. Amen. It's not something that happens to a group of people. (laughs) We believe in being born again. Well, how about you? We have uh, this and we have that. How about you? See, this is, it removes it out of the generality of humanity and places it in the first person. You must be born again. Okay, Dave Burke.
1: Yes. So, so is it with the, so is everyone that is born out of the Spirit? Yes. Does that mean that with the car mind, people don't know where people who are born out of the Spirit, where they're coming from, where they're going to be? They just have
0: no idea. And, and, and loose talking, what it really means is, is they don't, is, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's an allegory there. They don't, they don't see the wind. You don't actually see the wind. You cannot see wind. I've been flying when powerful winds. Were just absolutely shaking and shudder, but you couldn't see a thing. when there wasn't a cloud in the sky. You cannot see wind, but its force and power are visibly demonstrated. And that's what it's saying. It says, you don't You don't understand it. It's something, a mysterious force that's operating as far as the eye is concerned, but you see the effects of it. That's all he's trying to say there. Okay. Everybody understand that passage of Scripture? Brother Bill down But well, don't be surprised. See, Nicodemus was one of the top 70 of Israel. He was a head dude. I mean, he was a prominent, prominent, prominent man. He had, had been studied religion all of his life. His life was religion. His daily decisions were involved in religion. His study, his entire perspective was caught up in religion. And Jesus said, now don't be surprised. Don't let this, don't this, this upset you. Then I said to you, you, Nicodemus, person, first person, must be born again. Can you imagine all the interplay of pride and of defense and of theology that's brought against that? Me? Listen, I didn't come here to have you tell me my deficiency. I came here to find out about these miracles. You're putting me down, Jesus? See, don't ever put anybody down because they'll never get saved. (laughs) Isn't it wonderful what we propagate in the name of Jesus Christ that doesn't even fit the circumstances of the Bible? Boy, you can't get any more brassy than that. See, you have to use tact and wisdom. You you kind of... Uh, you you take them by the right hand and you fumble in their pocket by the left See, and you, and you get the goods that way. No, you don't either. See, man has to be brought into a confrontation. He don't like that. He likes to defend his position. Listen, I was raised, I shook the rosary since I was a baby. You mean to tell me my mama, papi, my grandpa, and my aunts and uncles were all wrong? My uncle... Pete was there to Rome personally. So? So what? Nicodemus? Jesus, are you saying to me? I'm a member of the same Aye, 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 aye. Jesus just confronted him. Like that. But guess what, Nicodemus? You're not saved. Don't let this shake you up. That's what he's saying in verse 7. Don't let this throw you. But this is the way the cookie crumbles. Okay? Does this help you, Bill? Okay. See, so you don't you don't win people by what Christianity calls tact and wisdom. You confront them with the fact. Doesn't mean you take a sledgehammer. Hit them with your fist. Come and grab them around the neck. It doesn't mean that you're abusive or that you are uh, uh, that you're vile. It simply means that you confront them with the fact head on. Tell them the honest facts and let the chips fall where they may. You will never bring people to conviction by the so-called soft pedal, soft play. And if that turns them off, they are turned off. But I'll grant you one thing. The Holy Spirit will never let them forget what you said. And when the, when the bottom falls out, and when they're seeking answers, guess who they come to for prayer and help. Not somebody who massaged them, drank cocktails with them and said, Ah, that's all right. Yeah. Ah, Charlie, you can do all of that. No, sure. oh, good old Charlie. Just a good old boy. That's not who they'll come to. They'll hunt the fellow that looked them in the eye and said, you know what? This is the way to heaven. Now, I've, pr- I've proven that. I've been saved 23 years. I've had some of my family, geez, they, don't, they don't like what I believe. They don't accept what I believe. But, but several instances in the past 23 years, when the bottom fell out, I've had them travel hundreds of miles to come talk to me and get me to pray with them. Amen. Are you following me? Okay, let's move on. Wow, we took up a whole session on one scripture. Okay, I want Titus 3, 5. Not according to righteous works which we have done. See, you don't do anything to get this happen to you. But according to His mercy... He saved us by, how this happened, by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. This is how this happened. It was a work of God from above, it was a work of the Holy Spirit, and it's a mystic inner creating of the inner nature of man that has fallen by the sovereign act of God's grace through the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians
1: 5.17
0: Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. New creature. Creation is a sovereign act of God. Not of man. Man does not bring it to pass. Man cannot... Uh, you're talking about the working of elements that are involved in, the, in, in, in human nature that man cannot move. You cannot do this psychologically. You can't do this by any kind of a religious discipline. Not by works of righteousness which we don't. You don't get it by probation. You don't uh, gaze at your belly button and finally some mystic thing happened. You don't uh, transcend up into some mystic realm and, and reach a state uh, of a mystic experience. That does not happen that way, but it is something that happens as a sovereign work of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Ephesians 4.24. You put on new man,
1: which after that's true.
0: And that you put on the new man, which after... God is created after righteousness and true holiness. Okay, we have a responsibility then to exercise ourselves as I preach Wednesday night toward the nature that we have received. Now, this is not a reformation. We do not reform. I reformed a couple of times before I got saved, and I got really miserable uh, I reformed one time, 1948. I just really got sick and tired of my sin. And I said, I'm going to reform. I'm going to change my life. I'm sick and tired of being a, a hoodlum in Prescott. I know what I'm going to do. Besides, uh, jobs were really scarce. The so depression was on and I wasn't eating too slick. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. See, isn't it strange that when, when things, you know, as long as things are going good for us, we, who needs God? But it's strange about human nature when things get rough, uh, divorce is imminent, or sickness strikes, or unemployment seizes its clammy hand on us, or, or some personal dilemma of some kind, or our sin ge- begins to come down on us too heavy, we get caught in our sin, or, 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 or the penalty for crime, then suddenly we, we start to we, we want to reform. So I said, I'm going to reform. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to enlist in the United States Air Force. Um. <laughs> I'm going to be a clean kid. I had a set of keys that I had uh, geniusly created that opened every pinball machine in Prescott, you know. And so uh, I takes it and he's it. I'm going to reform. Threw it off and, uh, and, uh, and uh, made a staunch, uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, New Year resolution that I was going to reform. I wasn't going to be a bad guy. No more ripoff, no more thief, no more liar, no more dirty bird. I'm going to be a good, clean American boy. Think it worked? Just gave me places for expanded ministry.
1: Instead of sending
0: in Prescott, I could send in a lot of places. <laughs> Isn't it awful how human nature functions? (laughs) See, we're going to reform ourselves. You see, it isn't done by reformation. It takes a new creation. Ephesians
1: 2.10.
0: We are His workmanship, which God... uh, Read it again. It slips my mind. Okay. we are His workmanship, which God has before ordained, created unto good works that God has before ordained. Okay, so we are a, it's not a, new, a reformation, it's a, it's a new creation. Galatians
1: 6.15.
0: Okay, he's talking about religious ritual. Circumcision was the solemn rite of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Israel. And he said uh, uh, that 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 doesn't not that, that avail you anything. Whether you are a Jew or not a Jew, that doesn't really matter. What the issue is boiling down to is a new creature. Creature. Colossians three ten.
1: Well,
0: I missed something there. That's not Colossians 3.10. Okay, we missed it, Gary. What? And has put on the new man, which is renewed in the image of him who has created him. You see the picture, don't you? See, we're talking about an act of God. Salvation is a miracle. Salvation is a work of God. It is not a work of man. It is no con game. It is no uh, joining or, or enlisting in a religious group. It is not a, uh, it is not a, uh, uh, a work of psychological counseling. It is not a, a religious discipline that we have entered into or exercised our two. It is a sovereign work of God's creative power in the fallen human nature, bringing back again something that man has lost and he desperately needs to live on earth. Okay, we've got about three or four minutes, and we're going to open it up for questions before, and we'll have to stop it right there because I've gone as far as I can. Brother Ken Helton. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. We're going to come to grips with that in sanctification. This is a great big forty-dollar word, but uh, don't let that fret you. See, when he's talking about old things passing away, he's talking about orientation. Uh, we no longer uh, are c- considering ourselves citizens of this world, though we are responsible to be U.S. citizens and to fulfill. We no longer are citizens of this world. We no longer uh, are to have our the orientation of our mind in this world. Uh, we are to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things should be added unto you. Uh, uh, we are to seek uh, or to set our affections on things above, for you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. So our, our citizenship, our mind, uh, our goals are completely different. Instead of self-seeking, now it's to serve others and God, serve God and others. Uh, our, our conduct, is oh, the old conduct is completely different. We, we are putting on now the new man. We are conducting ourselves in light of the new creation. And so the old things doesn't talk about the, the, the base things that remain there even after we're born again. We're going to deal with that, come to grips with that in sanctification. This is talking about the orientation of the mind, of the spirit, of the soul, of the citizenship, uh, of our conduct. Of our of our relationships, see, this is what the old things are are passed away. That's what it's talking about. So be at ease. We're going to deal with that in this uh, beautiful word, in this great big word, sanctification, and we bring an understanding of what happens. Something did happen to you. Something is happening to you now, and something's going to happen to you. Okay, one more uh, question before we change. We're we're probably time for another couple of questions. Uh, Dave Burke.
1: law and the prophets
0: were until john since that time the kingdom of god is preached and every man is responsible to act in that light okay that answer your question doesn't it See, so god lays it out straight out and what you do with it now is your choice okay
1: <laughs>
0: praise the lord my you're a good uh, class this morning uh, next week we'll continue on with uh the same thought I <laughs>